they say with enthusiasm. I like the word enthusiasm. It just sort of rolls off the tongue. Enthusiasm. What do you do after you enthusiasm? I uh, usually have a post-enthusiasm smoke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's log, start 808-282022. It is Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. We are a live call-in radio program where you can talk about whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves. The telephone number you need is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass. Joining me. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. I, you're drinking out of a Wonder Woman bottle? I am. Is this, this is my kickboxing water bottle. Oh, but I, I see. So actually, fun story if you want to hear it. I had this other water bottle, uh-huh. and I was rushing to get somewhere to go teach a yoga class, and I left it on top of the roof of the car. <laughs> and then I'm driving away, and I hear this noise, and I'm like looking around, and I'm like, was that my car? Completely forgetting that the thing, I put the thing on the roof, and you know, any sane person that's not tired would say, oh, something definitely fell off the roof. But I'm like, I'm like, is that something with the suspension? What is that? And then I didn't realize until I was down the road and I tried to say, take a sip of my water and I didn't have it. And like, then, Where's my water? And then I was like, oh, yep, there it is. <laughs> and somewhere in the interim, the noise just went away. Right? Like, oh, it's solved problem solved. Well, I was like, well, it must be fine because I haven't heard it since that one noise. So it's probably cool. Yeah, no need to call in the mechanic or anything, no. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Richie, Rich, what have you been up to? Not much. Chilling. Yeah, chilling. Yeah. I'm addicted to video games. Yeah. What are you playing? Uh, I'm I'm back on Skyrim, mm. and to the point where I've got like tendonitis or carpal tunnel. Something something's wrong with my thumbs from yeah. just sitting there holding the controller all the yeah. time. And but I'm not going to stop. I uh, I have what I like to refer to as guitarpal tunnel. Okay, uh, because I played guitar and you know thrash metal, speed metal bands for so long that like that combined with the fact that I've been a uh, a technology worker, which means uh, my hand is always on a mouse. Um, clicking, double clicking, left clicking, right clicking, scrolling, you know, whatever the new mouse, they have the other extra buttons like above the thumb that you can program to do stuff yep. uh, and all that kind of thing. So between those activities, plus I used to play a lot of uh, Madden on the PS3 and PS4 uh, whenever that was part of my life. And between those three activities, oh man, did I? I had shooting pains up the arm to the elbow. The whole forearm sometimes would just go tingly and numb and stuff. You know, there's yoga poses for that. I don't think I've played a Madden since like Madden '96. I'm really good at it, by the way. Okay. I like, uh, well, there are some like 12 year olds who have way more time than I do. Right. Who, you know, will kick my ass if I get online and play. But I'm at least decent competition for them. When the original Xbox came out, I was. You know, I played the Microsoft version, like NFL Fever. Yeah. And then I got into the 2K series. Yeah. So I kind of pushed Madden aside yeah. in favor of those. Yeah. But I will always have a good time playing Blitz. Yeah. The uh, I, I'm really sad that Madden has monopolized the NFL, uh, you know, made it so that there's no competition for a competing NFL game. There used to be. Really? Yeah. The, the, What's I'm saying? There used to be. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah. And then the NFL signed an exclusive contract with Madden. And then, like, they stopped getting it. Like, the releases used to be more features and cooler stuff well, and better graphics every year because of the competition between yeah. the two games. And then once they eliminated the competition, 
the new releases are only like half as awesome or more oh, yeah. awesome than they used to be. Ironically you know? enough, Madden 64 on the N64 was like an unlicensed version because they <laughs> couldn't get it. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, uh, I stopped playing video games altogether. Uh, and then I haven't, you know, s- since I've moved to New Hampshire, I haven't been really in a band full time or anything like that. I still play guitar, of course. And like, I can still feel it. But one thing that has helped me that I didn't know would help was, uh, I recently needed a new mouse. I went to an actual store instead of ordering it online to see if I could get one. All they had was the mini mouse, right? Okay. Just a you know, smaller scale. Yeah. And I'm like, no pain at all. I'm really? like, why didn't I discover this before? That's interesting. Yeah, it's I just the why. size of the mouse. Just it's not as difficult on my wrist as because I've been using a regular sized Ergo mouse. Yeah. I think Logitech is the brand that I use, but it looks I would just think like this smaller one. would be more difficult. I would have thought too, but no, because it, like it doesn't like it, I don't know. It just, I have a flat travel. Mouse. It feels better to mm-hmm. use. That's, oh, a you know, flat one. It's thin, so yeah. so it fits into the laptop bag for travel. Yeah, it's well, not the most comfortable, but it's you know. Maybe that would help. I, as I was well. surprised. Yeah. I was just like, "Oh, I needed a new mouse, and this is all I got." Okay, here's twenty bucks, and you know, I took it home, plugged it in, and then I noticed as I was clicking away, pointing and clicking at a whole bunch of stuff. I'm doing some audio work on a on a song that is taking way too long for me to complete, but I'm doing a bunch of work, and then like I finished with that, I'm like, "Hey, I don't, you know, it's remarkably pain free," and I'm like, mm. "That's awesome." So cool. Uh, I was told the only the only fix for mine by a non doctor was to rest it. I was like, "Well, that's not going to happen." No, there's, yeah. there's yeah. no chance. There's a holiday coming up, which means I'm going to have a day off from like regular work, and <laughs> I'm already looking forward to that. Yeah, I bet you are. Uh, we are going to talk about some fun stuff here tonight, uh, including. <laughs> I love this headline, by the way. Incompetent people are often too incompetent to realize just how incompetent they are. Yeah, I've been there. Someone on Facebook is shouting, Donnie Kroger! Donnie Kroger! Right now. Yeah. I'm sure they are. Uh, This from Reason.com. The less people know about a scientific issue, the more confident they are that they are right. Thank God we have fact checkers, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Imagine imagine if we didn't have fact checkers, how right people would have been with the, you know, COVID-19 nonsense. Mm, That's pretty scary. And we were talking last night during both Free Talk Live and Beard Talk Live about how close we came to, like, actual, you know, like, martial law in the United States. Did we? I mean, all except for the tanks and troops in the streets. Okay. Right? Everybody was locked down, quote, unquote, curfews were were being imposed, right? Don't leave your house unless it's to go to, you know, the store or the doctor or that kind of stuff. You know, I actually thought it was going to be worse. And it was definitely worse in places like China and Australia. But I remember in the very beginning of COVID, I was working in a nursing home and there were all these rumors going around, you know, like nurses love their rumors. And people were talking about how... Even in even my employer gave us pieces of paper saying that we we worked at a nursing home and that like what our title was, what our job was to kind of give us a pass to be able to drive. Right. Because there were rumors that you weren't going to be able to drive unless you were um, what is it? Essential. 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 One of the essential workers or if you were going to the grocery store, going to get a prescription from CVS. So and none of that ever happened. Do you guys remember how quickly the plexiglass went up? Yeah. (laughs) 
Like <laughs> it was like bam! All of a sudden, plexiglass everywhere. Doing I'm like, what absolutely the nothing. I I had my maintenance guy put it on the desk next to the one I sit at, so I was never obstructed by it, and oh, it's good. still there to this day. <laughs> oh yeah. And then my favorite was the people who you know couldn't afford to like hire a contractor to legitimately install a real pla- they they're hanging plastic yep. between you know the counter at the local convenience store and just cutting a little hole so people can pass their yep. money through it or whatever I took so- an Uber and they had put like plastic wrap like saran wrap between the front seats and the back seats whatever it wow. takes and I'm like you know this isn't doing anything right can I can I say something possibly controversial I, sure. about I mean, I don't know. Marshall. Can you? I'm, I'm going to. I you just, may. I may. Okay. So I don't that, understand why you feel need to ask permission for that. Because Usually this, you're not that kind of guy. I'm just because, thrown be, off here, man. Because like, this, show, this show in particular, and amongst the libertarian group, right? We, we're always- I know there's pre- one topic we're that's preaching, sort of like- mm, We're preaching peace yes. all the time. Peace. And one of the reasons why we preach peace is because in our minds, in the collective agreement, right? Violence begets violence. Yeah. But when you have things like martial law yeah. and lockdowns and state violence. I mean, that's violence. It, but it doesn't beget violence. It begets submission. So why are we worried about violence begetting violence? That's a great question. And uh, I, I realize why you see that that might be controversial. Uh, I think that that is a very important question that far more people need to ask. Uh, particularly when it comes to politicians and things. 603-283-6160. Do you have a story of incredible incompetence? Give us a call. Let us know. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. We are back. We are live. We are in studio. We are streaming. We're on radio stations. Hundreds of them. We're on the internet. We are on... Where else are we on? We're on a bunch of video sites, Twitch, DLive, uh, most importantly, Odyssey. Pirate Radio. Uh, Float.app. Float, uh, studio 8424, I believe, is the... A user that streams us over on float.app. Uh, there are some satellite channels that are carrying us. So people in like other countries, uh, Africa, for example, uh, other folks can listen. Pirate radio. We're on a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of folks are uh, restreaming us. Uh, they'll they'll grab our stream off the internet and you know either uh, restream it live or restream it later over their own pirate radio or whatever. So there are more folks listening than we actually have access to know about but if you would like to Which be part is hard of the show for the marketing department totally yeah. <laughs> and also like yeah like if somebody does when, when somebody does like get an ad package from us like they're like well what kind of listenership do you have we can only show what we can show we can't show the unknowns the pirate radio stations and the I'm sure we could take a guess and stuff like that there, the type of people that are ways, listening to this show <laughs> there's ways to estimate the type of but like it's the number of people yeah. that like would help to sell that but you know how good the movie is based on the number of seaters still seating that thing right mm-hmm. uh in the studio it's myself the captain it's nikki and richie rich and uh, let's just go to your calls and thoughts Right away, let's go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. 
incredible incompetence. And here you are. Yeah. Whoa, Richie Rich, right off the gate. Yeah, I thought I'd set Richie up. I knew he'd take the bait. Of course. He is a master baiter. Baiter. Yeah. Baiter. <laughs> Darth Bader? Darth Bader. Master Bader. I was on the debate team in high school. Nice. Where Lucha Libre master that thing, too. Were you did master you, debater? Did you win? No. No, he was not. He was no. he was just a regular baiter. In a lucha mask. In a lucha mask. Yeah. Ooh, you were El Debater. So incredible incompetence is what I heard you say. Yes. You solicited stories of incredible incompetence. I think this fulfills that. Uh, going back to this generationjustice.org blog mm-hmm. entitled Judge is what I do. John is who I am. Incompetent and, uh, is my... <laughs> How I live my life, right? Yeah, well, listen to this. In the very first paragraph entitled The Calling, I uh, I started here yesterday, and there's another interesting point in the same uh, couple sentences. Uh, Sitting in the lunchroom of a retail store, a young man watches President Nixon, there's some incompetence, resign on live television. Hmm. The Watergate scandal is unraveling. It is the fall of 1974, and here it comes. This young man had already taken the LSAT, so apparently he already wanted to be uh, one of those, uh, some sort of a life of uh, government work. Uh, But he thinks to himself, and here's a quote from Judge John J. Romero Jr. in New Mexico, who illegally trafficked my children, as I proved with a unanimous decision at the New Mexico Court of Appeals. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's the quote from Judge John J. Romero Jr. Wow. All my dad said about attorneys being crooked, you know, it seems to be true. Who wants to be one of those scummy guys? And then he did anyway. <laughs> when you realize the amount of money they make, your opinion can change from being a kid. Well, his opinion's probably oh, still the what, same. What, what, what does 105, 110, $120,000 a year get you in New Mexico, where the average uh, household income is about 40000 What is a what does right. 120000 a year get you in New Quite Mexico? a bit, apparently, if the... My question... That's far above average. My question, of course, is, like, I'm under the understanding that in order to become a judge, you must first be an attorney. Is that true? Uh, well, in most... Not in not, not all cases, no. Some uh, depends on the jurisdiction, but in most cases, yes. Okay. All right. Because it seems to me that that's the case. Uh, I do It have, would behoove you to know the law if you're going to be judging people on it. Well, okay, yes. Seems like an acceptable qualification. Uh, I mean, perhaps. Maybe. If you think that having a government is a, you know, a good idea, right? Sure. If, well, if you're on board with that, then okay, that might seem reasonable to I you. I wouldn't want an ignorant arbitrator either. That is uh, but I'd prefer intelligence and character over knowledge of law. Okay. Right. Interesting. To, for an arbitrator, right? Because I'd rather the arbitrator do the right thing than do the legal thing. Yeah, I don't really care what the law is. Yeah. Well, okay, but if you're going to an arbitrator, it's not necessarily the law. Right. It's what was written in the contract, and I would yeah. rather have you know an arbitrator that like understands the contract and will follow it to the letter than impose them. You know, goes up and goes like, well, I I am sympathetic toward this person because they've had some hardships. And therefore, you don't. They don't have to pay you what your what your due. Yeah, I get what you're saying, David. Is there any other incompetent quotes from Judge John J. Jacob Jingleheimer Romero Schmidt? 
Junior. Junior? Well, there are quite a few, but uh, just to, to uh, why don't I just read you the next sentence uh, right. to continue in the theme here. The man is John Julio Romero, Judge John Romero Jr. Oh, that's a it's reveal we've not heard before. I didn't know the J yeah, stood for Julio. Oh, cool. Julio, oh, yeah, and you will find out, you will find out why now. All District right. Court Judge in Children's Court in Albuquerque, New Mexico, since 2003. This was written in 2017. Romero is a husband, a father, and a grandfather. Romero's middle name comes from his father, Julio, born on the 4th of July. Hey, thanks for the call, David. We appreciate you. That was a terrible reveal. Yeah, you know, I mean... I expected something exciting about the name Julio, yeah. and twas not there. Uh, you know, hey. moving right along, let's go to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. Last yesterday, <coughs> I was in uh, Freedom, New Hampshire, at the Carroll County Republican Committee uh, fundraiser cookout. Wait, I just want to be clear. Um, you you were in New Hampshire, and you found freedom. I found Freedom, New Hampshire, the town of Freedom. And I uh, went there to, and I was allotted three minutes to address all these people, these uh, Republicans, uh, Republican committee members, everybody who showed up, including a whole bunch of other candidates who were also running for Congress on the Republican ticket and other offices. Did you really let them have it? Did you rip them a new one? Oh, I want to share this with anybody who uh, talks to any libertarians who talk to people uh, face-to-face, talk to crowds uh, face-to-face, because I set them up uh, with the perfect gotcha. Hey, Tom, I want to hear this. Can you hang on for just a minute? Yeah. All right, stand by. I'm going to put you back on hold. We're going to get to you, and I want to hear what he said gotcha. to, to these people. Uh, but uh, it's an interesting topic, and I don't, I don't want to cut him off, because I see we're going to bump up against a, a thing here where we have to uh, do a thing before we continue with Tom. You so, just wanted to leave it off on a cliffhanger. Well, I mean, okay, yeah. yeah. Isn't that part of what we do here on the radio? Listen like, through the commercials, you know, people. Like, okay. All right. What so. is Tom going to say next? Stay tuned. We'll find out. More Free Talk Live. It's the Sunday Night Edition with the Captain, Richie, and Nikki. More coming up. We think podcasting our full radio show has been holding us back. Most podcasts aren't two hours long per show, and the constant resetting we do for radio might be turning off podcast listeners. Riley's Daily Digests have been going for years, so we're going to lengthen them and make them our official podcast starting September 1st. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll continue, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. FTL Amps will continue to receive the full radio show with no commercials via podcast through Patreon, so please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month.
she says with even more enthusiasm than she did the first time. It is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us tonight. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160 if you'd like to call, talk about whatever's on your mind. We've been talking about incompetence because there's an article from Reason with a great headline. It says, incompetent people are often too incompetent to realize just how competent they are, says a new study. Ignorance is bliss. And we'll talk more about that. But first, I have to tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that... You'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important, world-changing information. If you are a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit bitcoin.com. There is uh, somebody over at the Bitcoin.com crew, news.bitcoin.com. I believe he's made his way up through the the writing crew, and he's now, I don't know, the director of the article. I don't know. Editor-in-chief. Yeah, uh, Jamie Redman, a fantastic guy. He is prolific in the amount of uh, news that he puts out, and he puts it out in such a an easy-to-read way. So I just want to mention him by name because I really enjoy his writing. So thank you, Jamie Redman, over at Bitcoin.com. Uh, before we went to break, we were talking to Tom, and we're just going to bring Tom back on now. Uh, Tom, you were saying that you were attending a GOP meeting. Uh, can you tell us about that story, please? Uh, yeah. Now, at this uh, fundraiser cookout, uh, keep in mind these are uh, Republican Party activists, members of the legislature, candidates, uh, not just random voters here. And These all are the important lives, people. Bunch of tyrants. Their, yeah. And all their lives, they have been uh, re- facing that red, white, and blue idol on the flagpole, putting their hand over their heart like all members of the statist cult and reciting the statist cult's prayer mm-hmm. about liberty mm-hmm. and justice for all. And I harnessed that brainwashing with my perfect gotcha set up. I said, I want the United States of America to be a free country with liberty and justice for all. I'd like to ask for a show of hands here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you want the United States of America to be a free country with liberty and justice for all, would you please raise your hand? I said while I was raising my hand, and I looked, and most of them did, maybe all of them. And I said, guess what? You just went on record supporting open borders, legalized drugs, abolishing public school, and eliminating all zoning restrictions. That's fantastic. Wow. What was their reaction? Uh, Well, I just kept on going. I I started elaborating because, you know, drugs, you don't have to buy any. And as far as public school, you know, some people support public school because they honestly believe that every child somehow has a right to an education at somebody else's expense. But then when school taxes go up, they tell local bureaucrats to impose tougher zoning restrictions to prevent more families from moving into the town. And they tell Congress to add more Border Patrol goons to prevent more families from moving into the country. They sure do. Oh, yeah, I use the word goons. Uh, And I think this helped some of them maybe see the contradiction in their own thinking there because they just hadn't thought of it like that and 
the, the guilt trips, take a tour of the Holocaust Museum and see what happened to millions of innocent Europeans. Do you really think they gave it any more thought after that, though? Hopefully. Like, really? Well, I mean, so there, there's some very important things happening here. Uh, and Tom, like, first of all, you know, more folks really need to speak up and speak about things as they are using terminology like you used. It's my opinion that the more people that start to do that, the more people we will get to also do that. Right? Maybe so, there's something to that indoctrination prayer. Then, I mean, it if the rules of marketing sort of apply to waking people up. Uh, then, yes, people need to be exposed to f- messages of freedom at least seven times. And then once they reach seven times, that makes one impression. And then you need seven impressions before it sinks into your brain to, like, make it a thought till you're familiar with it. So, you know, that's seven times seven, seven times, or you do the math. I was told there would be none. 49. But that that is sort of the rules of marketing. And if that applies to changing people's minds when it comes to freedom, then in Indeed, we need more folks doing what Tom is doing, which is just simply speaking out wherever it is you go, whether it's a, a political gathering, whether it's at some other thing, whether it's at the grocery store or whatever. If you're speaking out, that is only going to help forward freedom. Yes, you're going to get scorned and yes, you're going to get dirty looks and yes, people are going to tell you you're an a-hole or whatever, all that kind of stuff. So it takes guts to do that, Tom, and I appreciate you. And thanks for the call, by yeah. the way. Um, it needs to be the norm. You know, more more people need to be talking about this. And I think it it seems so radical right now. But the more we talk about these ideals of freedom and the more we break it down for people in a logical and easy to consume way, they'll start to get it. And the more people we need different people talking about it. We can't just go here on Free Talk Live and talk about it. We need this needs to. So if you're listening to the show right now, listeners out in listener land and you believe in what we're talking about. Tell your friends, tell your family. People might think you're crazy at first, but the more you talk about this and the more you lay out these ideals, people will start to get it. And it doesn't even have to be as dramatic as as Tom did, which is going to, you know, a GOP cookout where there's a, you know, it could just be saying something like, well, I just think all human interactions should be voluntary and just sort of leave it at that. Or, or, yeah, the government violates the non-aggression principle all the time. Right. You don't yep. even have to like make an argument. You don't have to put yourself nope. in an adversarial position. You just have to drop seeds. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have to be confrontational, like you said. And it also doesn't have to be like you don't have to go way out there like we should legalize crystal meth. It can Why not? Be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah, can if you're prepared for that argument and but, no, welcoming the debate. I had it as a bumper sticker. <laughs> which is why I brought it up because you told me about that at dinner tonight. But, <laughs> but you know, you can you can start with smaller things, yeah. you know, teach your family about voluntarism, you know, teach your family about the non-aggression principle. Family will not listen to you. They'll wait to hear they it from might. somebody else. M- mine did. Really? Okay. Well, and like, and, and, and maybe s- they heard it from somebody else, too. But <laughs> and sometimes people participate in organizations uh, where they're, you know, around other people's kids, right? Now, I'm not telling you, you know, hey, brainwash other people's kids, but kind of. Do it. Like, you know, if you're, I don't know, like a den mother for the Cub Scouts or something, you know, and you happen to have a plaque on the wall that says what the non-aggression principle is, yeah, it, and somebody shows curiosity about it, yeah, explain it to them, you know? That's one way to combat the indoctrination of public schools anyway. Yeah. Someone's got to fight it. And it does take a village to raise children. And and if obtaining actual freedom from tyrants, from governments, is a multi-generational process, which I feel like it is, 
than you know the children are the most important part raising Absolutely. raising children with the ideas of freedom the non-aggression principle peace prosperity all that kind of stuff voluntary interactions is of the utmost importance so i'm actually going to start teaching a children's yoga class really and that just gave me a great idea to start incorporating some of these things you know it's ages five plus yeah. so maybe you know leave time. leave the crystal meth out but there are other <laughs> very don't important... Don't lead with it. Don't, Work don't, your way up yeah, to it. Yeah, don't lead with the crystal meth. But, you know, there are other very important lessons that children are probably not hearing in public school, yeah. and their parents probably aren't talking about this stuff. Yeah. So I think it'd be great to kind of ease them into it and just open up their minds to voluntary interactions, peace. You like, know, yoga's already moving in that direction. Yeah. So I might as well take it all the way. One of the reasons why I brought it up at dinner is because I always viewed my role in the quote-unquote movement as the one on the extreme. Yeah. Right? To make everyone else, like, no one's going to listen to me, but I will make everyone else sound reasonable and moderate. (laughs) And they might listen to you. And and even here on the radio, to some extent, uh, what we do here is similar to the old shock jock. Right, like Maybe. to make the controversial statements, to make people think, to make people question, what what are they saying? Why would they say something like that? Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. More free talk live coming up. We're back, he says with authority. It's like the film noir version of oh, the introduction. And, and we're back. <laughs> he says as he glanced over his monitor, wondering when the next article was going to be read. <laughs> as he picked up the copy to read. This is what he said. We think podcasting our full radio show has been holding us back. Most podcasts aren't two hours long per show. And the constant resetting we do for radio might be turning off podcast listeners. Riley Daily Riley's Daily Digest. Riley's a, a guy who does produces the Daily Digest for us. He's named after him. Yeah, uh, and he's been doing it for years. And we're going to lengthen them just a little bit to make them our official podcast starting September first. So if you subscribe to the Daily Digest or the full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on third-party services, and though they will continue, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are will be available and are still available at video.freetalklive.com. You can tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. And I believe that repeats the most recent show except for 7 to 10 p.m. when we air the next show live. The other feeds uh, will still be around, as I said. Uh, Full video archives, again, over at our Odyssey channel. And the Free Talk Live amplifiers over at amps.freetalklive.com will continue to receive the full radio show with no commercials via podcast through Patreon. So if you want that, please consider joining the AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. It's only 5 bucks a month. You can give more if you want to. 
Uh, if you believe in spreading the message of freedom, liberty, peace, and prosperity that we do here on Free Talk Live, uh, that is an option for you. So some changes. We're trying to improve things. Uh, sometimes when you're listening to like the podcast, you know, hearing us recap what was said during the last segment all the time, you know, like you don't need to or hear the that intros. Kind of stuff. You yeah. really only need an intro once. I mean, our if intro, you're, you know, if it's only like we try to have I mean. fun here on Sundays, our intros, like we vary it up yeah. from time to time and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of fun. But, you know, is it necessary in the podcast? I don't know. Well, radio, yeah. it makes sense. Yes. And, you know, if there's commercial breaks when people are popping in and out, it does make sense. Yeah. So we're just trying some things. We don't know if that's going to be the final way things look, but uh, certainly keep that in mind as you are listening and consuming Free Talk Live. Uh, in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. Uh, we should continue talking about incompetent people, unless you guys had something else to say about the previous conversations. No? Okay. No. All right. No, not really. All right. Uh, this from Reason.com. Incompetent people are often too incompetent to realize just how incompetent they are. Stop recapping. Podcast listeners hate it. Says a new study. Oh. Ignorance more frequently begets confidence than does knowledge, wrote Charles Darwin in The Descent of Man in 1871. Experimental findings reported in 1999 by social psychologists David Dunning and Justin Kruger. Dun, dun, dun. And Kruger bolstered Darwin's insight. They tested people on their knowledge of grammar and logic and found that many of the people who did badly on the tests rated their performance as being well above average. On the other hand, those who did well tended to underestimate how well they had done. That's interesting. So a little personal adage here. Uh, I did not graduate high school. Okay. Uh, I left home. I sort of wandered the earth like came from Kung Fu for a few years. I eventually did go and, and get my GED. Now, before you get your GED, you, at least when I went, you had to take what they call a pre-GED test. This is a test to let them know whether or not you are qualified. You know enough to take the GED test. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I know. Just take the test. Right. And then the yeah. test will tell you, right? The test. That's the point of the test. Right. So, it's a competency test. So anyway, you just take it once. I, I take this pre-GED test, and uh, I was with a few other people in the room who were also taking the same test. Uh, but we were all sitting far apart. There's no way I could have, like, cheated. There was, there was no copying going on. Nobody had cell phones at the time, so, like, there wasn't like I had the answers in my hand or anything. Cut um, a hole in your jeans. So they, they keep the me, they, they let everybody else go, and they keep me, and they're like, um... We want you to take this other test, and I'm like, why did I did I do that badly? I thought I had like just you know I, I thought I I must be dumb, right? I probably just failed the heck out of this test somewhere, you know. I, I didn't know what was going on, and so they're like, well, uh, we've just never had anybody score that high on one of these before, so we want you to take this other test. They thought I was cheating. So you go to room two and you take the SATs. So um, <laughs> this used to be, it's not so much anymore, but sometimes it, it comes out. Um, when somebody tells me that I can't do something or if somebody insults me about something that I did and wants me to do it over, I'll do it better the next time. It's just how I'm built. And so I was upset. I'm like, oh, you think I was cheating, huh? So you All right, scored I'll even show higher. You. So I took the second test and scored even higher. <laughs> And, and, you know, I sat there while they graded or whatever, and the same lady comes back. She's like, uh, okay, so you're on the schedule for the GET test for, like, Thursday of next week. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I bet I am. 
and they That's scored right, even lady. higher on that one. I mean, I did pass, and like, okay. there was like no question about whether okay. or not I passed. So that's interesting because, like, I was my first thought was, "Oh, I really screwed this up." Yeah, I must be a moron. Well, <laughs> and that's part of it, right? If you were in the high percentile, yeah. you would evaluate yourself a little bit lower. Right, and that's totally true. And it was an ongoing thing in nursing school. All the people that you know, I I felt the same way. You know, if I felt like I aced it, I would get. Like a 70. Mm-hmm. If I felt like I completely bombed it, I would get, you know, 90 or above. 95, right, yeah. And it, was, it wasn't just me. It was everyone in my class. It, it's just a known thing. Yeah. Well, the now eponymous Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people wrongly overestimate their knowledge or ability in a specific area. This tends to occur because a lack of self-awareness prevents them from accurately assessing their own skills. Also known as Mount Stupid. (laughs) A.K.A. Mount Stupid. You'd have to see the graph for that, but there is a graph. It kind of looks like a mountain, and it's named Mount Stupid. And ironically, not part of the Dunning-Kruger effect. True. In other words, incompetent people are often too incompetent to realize just how incompetent they are. I mean, it makes sense. It should be noted, however, this is in parentheses now, it should be noted, however, that some now suggest that the Dunning-Kruger effect is not a real phenomenon, but arises from how the researchers parsed their data. It's, okay, it's not so much that they're incompetent, right? It's the confidence in which they display their incompetence, right? And struggling with this when we're supposed to be... um, diverting our attention to like an authority mm. right like when i when i someone comes to do the plumbing or the electrician or i take my car in yeah right like my level of expertise is nowhere near those right so you're deferring to their quote authority unquote deferring yes but to an extent right like there's you know there's a level in which you can take advantage yeah and there's a level in which you cannot take advantage right right and it always you know having not having the knowledge but being aware that i don't having the knowledge makes it easier for me to be like well that sounds fishy let me research that a little bit further you know so that i am not taking advantage of yeah but it's impossible for everyone to know everything but the government my point here wrapping in takes advantage of that when they put their experts on television right right? and like no this is the state declared expert yes defer to him and his expertise. Allow me to present you the science. Right. His name is Dr. Falsi, Fauci, whatever. Right. Fauci. Yeah, and conveniently, all of those people are idiots and are either have either have no clue what they're talking about or they're just evil and are blatantly lying to people. So but which presented, one is it? But presented with such confidence. Yeah. They, they, there's no them. way they can be wrong. In any case, most of us do suffer from various forms of cognitive overconfidence, such as the illusion of explanatory depth. We actually think we know how many of the mechanisms and processes we interact with every day actually operate. But when we are asked to draw or write down how a zipper, a bicycle, or flushing a toilet works, we find that we don't know as much as we initially thought we did. And let's not get started on the massive problem of confirmation bias when it comes to politically salient issues. Exacerbated when you get... Uh, places like Facebook or other social media mm-hmm. kicking people off, right? Like yeah. Facebook is for liberals yeah, and, all you, and all you conservatives, you, you, because you're getting fact-checked, you go to Rumble or whatever the other one, Trump's one was. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the cognitive bias is there too because they're all talking amongst themselves as well. It's the and, echo chamber, yeah. Yes. Yep.
603-283-6160. Has there been a time in your life where you thought you knew something and then it was revealed that you didn't know nearly as much as you thought you did? Give us a call. Let us know. This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Our number two is next. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. And we're back. And we're back. We are. And we're back. Back we are. And live talk free is this. 603-283-6160. Number the is... He read the number so the callers would know to call in. In the correct num- in the correct order. Number again, join us, want you to should. 603-283-6160. What he didn't know was there were callers already on the line. Or maybe he did. He goes to pick up a call. He picks up the call. Peace. Major Payne, you're on Free Talk Live. How's my brother from another mother? Uh, what, uh, are you talking to me or Richie? I thought it was uh, you. I thought he was talking to me. Oh, <laughs> you got to be yeah, more specific, Major. My brother from another mother. How did you ever guess? No, Captain. We have. Uh, you guys share a rank. Quite, I'm not ranked we, at all. No, we share quite an interesting educational history. I dropped out of high school. Yeah. Probably the only fellow you'll ever meet that got into community college without having a GED or a diploma. Nice. Just lied on the that. form. Um, no, I didn't lie on the form. I just had a little local pull. But we'll not get into that. All right. Anyway, so uh, I'm about 22, and I've gone up north, and there was a uh, GED thing going on through the Gaylord Public School System. Okay. So I figured, well, it's about time I band-aid this hole in my resume. So right, right. I go in, and... Uh, Instead of having a prerequisite test to take the test, they wanted us to take this six-week course, a refresher course, on all the stuff we'd gone through in high school. So right? they wanted you to, to learn all the things that other kids learn in high school in four years in six weeks. Totally doable. Yeah, Remedial well, learning. Yeah. Refresher course, just basically to see if you had actually retained what you had learned. Now, i got to ask. I'm not necessarily asking you, Major, but I just have to ask everybody, all the listeners, why then can't we just teach high school in six weeks? Well, because it's remedial. It's to, it's a refresher. You had already learned it. 
it mm. supposedly took you up to four years to learn it. Yeah. And now they're saying, like, you have six weeks to prove that you've retained My it. My horse well, hockey detector is lit up right so, now. All right. You know, no, I, I will say that I, when I was 16 years old, I did something called dual enrollment. So essentially, and it wasn't because I was smart. It was just an opportunity I had. A lot of kids, it was like what you do if you get, like, pregnant or, you know, you, you can't be in high school full time. We took college level courses and some high school level courses, which so a class should just be, say, one hour, an hour and a half, one or two days a week. But instead at high school, they make you take it an hour or 45 minutes every single day. So the college model, instead of doing it every single day, you do it either one day a week or two days a week. And you save so much time. You can have a job. You can take care of your baby if you got pregnant in high school or whatever your case is. And that really taught me that you do not need to be in school eight hours a day, five days a week. It's just unnecessary. And there's no reason why we should be doing that to high schoolers. It's, it's really just holding them back, in my opinion. So anyway. Go ahead, Major. To where I was at, there was like 17 people in this class, and they were all adults at one stage or another, just trying to, you know, better themselves. And I think it seems to me there was five subjects, reading, writing, arithmetic, maybe, you know, geography or some other thing. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't recollect. But anyway, on all five subject courses, I got the top mark in every category in the class. Nice. You know, and it just, it, and this takes me back to something that I, a uh, thing about 20 years ago on PBS. And back then, PBS pretty much told the truth. Well, they did a survey well, okay. on they did a survey on common knowledge, or common sense, and they asked I don't remember if it was ten thousand people or a hundred thousand people, whatever. Do you think you have common sense? Well, seven out of ten of them says yeah. <laughs> so then they gave that seven a paper test to see if they actually had what they thought they had. Mm-hmm. Turns out three of the seven passed. Yeah, yeah, it turns out common sense ain't common. Yeah, the least yeah, common so, thing. Can you imagine? They don't even the test moral, people to get on a jury. The moral of the story is uh, we are surrounded and outnumbered by blithering idiots. Seven to three. Yeah, that is uh, a very painful fact that uh, I think more people would do well to observe, particularly uh, in the realm of... Uh, as this article is pointing out, the areas of overconfidence. Uh, I have been trying really, really hard to just ask more questions, and I have not been uh, as afraid to admit when I don't know something. If somebody brings up a topic and they ask me a question about it, uh, I've been more frequently than ever going, you know, I don't know anything about that. What can you tell me? And, like, just yeah, yeah, trying to get educated about it. That does not make for good radio. No. There's an old saying, you ain't learning nothing while you're talking. If That's your ears ain't true. pointing, you ain't learning. That's a fact. What else did you have to say today, Major? Well, me and nobody got into a little bit of a tussle the other night on history. I brought up the first time taxation had been put upon the American public. Mm-hmm. It was by Jefferson to uh, buy us a Navy because the English were taking our ships and stealing our sailors and we were having pirate problems with the pirates on the Barbary Coast and whatnot. Arr, You're like, we ain't then, taking no ship. No ship. And then he, ship. Well, then he brought up the Whiskey Rebellion, which was just shortly before, but it wasn't a taxation on the entire public, which was what I was getting at. 
the history of taxation. This was a particular product, whiskey. Yep. They went after the Appalachian farmers because they figured they could get seven to ten bushels of corn across the Appalachians in a whiskey jug in the back of a mule. Right, right. Right. So and they, it was all about paying for the war. That's what most of the most of the primitive That's, taxes were about was paying for the war debt. That's generally what the, the taxes. Yeah. Go ahead. The guys that ran Washington back in the day actually had a conscience, and they tried to keep the bank, you know, square. Yeah, but maybe ever since. Ever since we dropped the gold standard, man, the doves are out the window. I think there's some back-in-my-day bias going on there. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Hey, thanks yeah. for the call, Major. We appreciate you. Um, Things were better back in the day. Probably yeah, not. I, maybe. You know, I, mean, I mean, like to some extent. When I was a kid, politicians cared about us. Sure. To, to some extent, you can point to things that you think are better now that, you know, for example, uh, n- not everybody, particularly children, you know, when I was in the, you know, I don't know, say f- age five until 12 category, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have access to, you know, most of the world knowledge at our fingertips, right? So, but also we weren't tracked every day and every moment of our lives where we went. So one could say if, and, and this is bias, right? I'm completely biased because that's the environment I grew up in. One could yeah. say yeah. That back in my day, it was better because we weren't tracked as much as the kids are today, right? Yeah. One could say that, but... Back that, in my day, the police were peace officers and just were looking out yeah. for the community. But I got to tell you, uh, I carry this magic rectangle around with me everywhere I go. And if I... Like, I left the house the other day. I just left the house without it. How did you survive? Like, I know. Like, I was like, oh, How'd right. you find your way home? This is This is what people used to do. They used to just leave a place without anything. Like, Did you go to a friend's house and like, just knock on the door? <laughs> I actually, I had to ask, uh, a friend of mine was asking me to do him a favor, and uh, it required us to both be online and, and exchange some credentials and things of that nature. And I was like, sure, totally. And I'm like, he's like, well, will you be around in like an hour so that we can actually speak over the phone? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude. And so we had a conversation like, who does that anymore over their cell phones? Do people even call each other? No. I do. <laughs> Not, it's an infrequent thing. Yeah. Like, it used to be that's the only thing you could that's do. That's true, yeah. If you're right. going to call, text me first, man. Just let I me have, know. You know what? I let have, me know to expect it. I have so many friends that if I text them, they are not responding. Like, if, just terrible texters. You, If you want a response from well, some of these people, yeah. you need to pick up the phone and call them. And then I, they probably still won't answer. If That's a I, great friendship that won't text you back. Right, yeah. If if I had a time machine and I, I brought this magic rectangle back to past me and it totally worked with all the features and everything and handed it to him, he would be ecstatic. He'd be yeah. like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing. Oh, wait till I tell all my friends, right? Yeah. 603-283-6160. That's the number here. If you want to join us, it's Free Talk Live, the live Sunday night edition. More is coming up. This is Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. The telephone number here in the studio 
is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160 if you want to join in the fun. Talk with us. Have a conversation. Talk about whatever's on your mind. You can talk about stuff we're talking about. You can talk about something that we've talked about previously or something that's on your mind. In the studio, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. We were talking about how incompetent incompetent people are, but I think we've spent enough time on that. Okay. Let's move on to something different. Something unique. Something fun. Something Spice original. Up, you know? Something by Tyler Durden. Oh. I, I really love that he uses Tyler Durden. Just okay. Because I love that movie. Let me ask you a question. All right. Do you think there's only one Tyler Durden? As far as who writes these articles for yes. Zero Hedge? Yes. I would be willing to bet that it's mostly one dude. Okay. But that being said, should that one particular person ever have something happen, the legend of Tyler Durden may continue, and perhaps there's other you know, mini Durdens in training that are also writing under that name. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, I'm not qualified enough to read like the into the writing style. Yeah. Of the Tyler Durden articles, yeah. but because it is a pseudonym yeah. on that particular site, it would seem to me that they could have multiple people writing those articles all under the same pseudonym. Right. And perhaps that is what they're doing. I, I have yeah. no way to tell. I mean- It's like the Zero Hedge DPR. I don't know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The Dread Pirate Roberts, uh, for those of you who don't know. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, the movie, Tyler Durden, where does that come from? What's the name of the movie? Oh, Fight Club. Fight yeah. Club it is. Uh, Tyler Durden was one of the personas presented uh, as a main character there. So it's, you know, not only is it a pseudonym, but it's a parody of a name found in the movie. At any rate, this article says, A study claims that more kids are fat and unhealthy because of global warming. You've sure. got to be kidding It's me. not all the processed food, <laughs> the USDA food pyramid, and... The, the, the global warming. Global sure. warming. Video yeah. games and, you know, general, yeah. general lethargy. I, I could be knocking the video games. I but, could name a hundred things that this is due to before it would even get to climate change. <laughs> climate change has nothing to do with the fact that Americans are fat. What's the first one? I, I well, I already named it. Processed food, yep. bingo. The USDA food period pyramid. That's a food period. period. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> this was a dark time in the history of the United States. The food period. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. It's like the brightest time. People don't are fed. Even, don't even get me started on vegetable well, oil. Okay, like whoa. Like there's if vegetables yeah. are good. Vegetable oil is good too. Yeah, that's what you'd think. Like, like they there's get you. there's some things to to say. Like um, processed foods and specifically wheat, wheat, uh, wheat flour, wheat. if you will, like is responsible for mankind's survival for a great deal of time. Like yes. I don't want to say that like these things have always been horrible for humanity. There was a time uh, in the species existence where if this wasn't invented, if wheat specifically yeah. wasn't ground into flour, that mankind was going to be wiped out. But well, don't go Googling what cellulose is. Was it cellulose? Yeah. It? <laughs> well, wheat, wheat is great. Sourdough is a superfood. 
there are healthy things you can do with right. bread and wheat. Right. So, like, but it's just been genetically modified and turned into like breakfast cereals and right. pop tarts. Like for it's example, like, the 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 Egyptian slaves when they were like arguably constructing like the pyramids or stuff like that. Aliens out there. Uh, they were paid. In beer and crackers, basically. The aliens were? No, the slaves. The humans. Oh, same thing. Yeah. The aliens cre- you know, created the beer and fed them the crackers. No, I don't know what happened. Like, the en- but the I'm aliens just saying, did the engineering and the planning and the design of it, the architecture. I'm just saying. The built it. Okay, that, I understand now. Thank cr- you. Wheat crackers and beer, you know, some rudimentary form of beer, yeah. uh, was what built a lot of the you know artifacts of well, the Egyptian culture. And think about it. If you don't have clean drinking water, I mean, beer is yes, a fluid. I mean, you, and it's... Beer has food value, but food has no beer value. It's true. These are wisdoms that I pass on to you, the listeners, and you, the co-hosts. Thank you. To take with you and, you know, go ahead and, what do you call it, uh, spread those... Spread you know, the word. Spread those philosophies. The gospel Sow of the Captain Kick-Ass. <laughs> the gospel <laughs> of Kick-Ass. It is our Sunday ceremony. Sunday sermon. That's sermon. Right. Ceremony. Uh, fun fact, uh, I used to do a thing called the Kick-Ass Podcast. Yes. And season one... I called them, instead of episodes, I called them sermons because it was the Reverend Captain Kickass. And so, yeah, Yeah. it's, it's serendipitous. I I like that word. It's serendipitous for me to be doing the Sunday show. Do you have your own church? Are you one of the few hosts that doesn't have their own church? I I do not have my own church. I am an ordained minister by the Church of Spiritual Humanism. Okay. And uh, if you've looked that up, feel free to do so. Uh, The Church of Spiritual Humanism worships reason and logic. Got it. That is the the deities of that particular church. So I feel like a lot of the hosts have their own church. I know uh, you, you do. Are they there are there are several, I believe, but uh, no, I do not have my own church. Okay. I mean, I do in essence, right? If anybody ever said, "Oh, here are the things that make up a church," I probably could meet those qualifications. Well, I mean, there's like the Shire Free Church, Church of the Invisible Hand, right. Reform Satanic Church, right? I I did not invent or uh, am uh, and uh, I'm a part of those in ways, but like not I've never signed anything that's like, yes, I am joining this particular church or I'm part of this church or anything like that. But but our I would say our ministries are insanely similar, like we're all like freedom advocates, freedom of speech, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you do the math. I was told there'd be no math. Anyway, your math question in that one. (laughs) Five. Forty-two. Isn't well, that that's the, isn't that the answer to everything. Yeah. 42? yeah. Okay. A study published in the journal Temperature has claimed that there is correlation, correlation, but not causation, between rising temperatures and children becoming fatter and more healthy. They show this picture of this <laughs> chubby kid, and there's like a fork, like airplane style, coming at his face with a chunk of broccoli on it, and the kid's like covering his mouth like he's about to puke. I kind of want to take issue to all those like skinny African commercials from the 80s and 90s because it is hot there. And like I doubt the Ethiopia and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. And they were skinny. That's true. Unless they had the uh, the extended belly, right? But they were still skinny, but then they just had yeah, the, the distended the belly. Distended, yes. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well, there's thin and there's malnourished. Right. I got yeah. it. But they were outside in the heat, right? And yeah. they were skinny. Yeah, so you're fat. saying we should put children outside and they won't be fat anymore? It's a, it's a start. Well, the study claims that climate change is causing more children to stay inside, eat more, 
and generally be less active. Climate change. We'll find out more about what Tyler Durden from Zero Hedge has to say about this study. Coming up here on Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. More coming up. there at the end not quite the california and we're back right not quite the question it's not a question it's not a declaration yes. we are back that's right we and are back now. he says with authority maybe <laughs> will he read an ad wait does the does the the narrator like ask i mean questions? Tec- well technically you, you're somebody? supposed to narrate your own stuff but you know i oh. jumped in and was narrating well yeah third you. person it's fine well, but he doesn't, you know, like, he looked at this, he looked at it slowly. He, he stares at Nikki in wonder and dismay. This he, l- the lascivious glaze. Gaze. <laughs> he moves over to Richie Rich and thinks, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> he stares at the ad read and thinks, okay, People it's go time. Do you really want liberty in your lifetime? Yes. Yeah. Me too. Later this but year. But it's a generational thing, apparently, so forget that. Later yep. this year. Scratch that off the list. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Later this year, Mark Edge, of co-founder of Free Talk Live, is speaking at Free Cities Foundation annual conference, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It is in the beautiful city of Prague from October 21st to 23rd and showcases autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. The conference theme is Parallel Structures for Progress, and will explore physical developments and parallel structures emerging in education and finance, which offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn and educate their children, as well as invest in their future. Free Private Cities is offering all Free Talk Live listeners a special 20% discount on tickets. This can be claimed when checking out on their Eventbrite site with the promo code FTL20, FTL20. To find out more about the conference, visit LifetimeLiberty.com and follow the conference on Twitter via the handle at LibertyIOL. Make sure to get your tickets soon and take advantage of the early bird discount. If you'd like to buy your ticket in Bitcoin, you can simply drop them a Twitter direct message for instructions on how to do that. Again, LifetimeLiberty.com. Use the code FTL20 for 20% off. It'll be in Prague from October 21st through the 23rd. I didn't say it was going to be a generational thing. I just said that it seems like that's oh, a good okay. idea. I just feel like we're mixing messages now. Well, you know what? I, I will say the generational thing... It seems like Mark is found a loophole by going somewhere else and starting his own generation from scratch. You know what I mean? Yes. So instead of, well, we have to convince everybody to believe in it, that will take 
generations, maybe. So, but if you just go somewhere and start from scratch, then it's not a generational thing. So to me, uh, the difference between the two to clear up the mixed messages that okay. you may be experiencing or other folks might have, if you have it, I can imagine somebody else might have it. And I would like to not send mixed messages. So there's a distinction. Uh, something like... The move to New Hampshire freedom movement, the greater freedom movement about moving to New Hampshire, relocating here to be around other freedom-minded people to start this thing, to kick this thing off, to show other people that not only can it be done, but it's the preferable way for people to interact voluntarily. That, to me, is something that might could happen in our lifetime. Okay. Right? I hope so, because that was the catchphrase. Right. Right? Liberty Liberty in in our our lifetime. lifetime. Right. Now, for it to happen on a much larger scale, say for... The entire area known as the United States or the entire area known as America or the entire globe, for example, that it's not going to happen in my lifetime. I'm 50 years old. It's just not going to happen. Right. So for that to occur is going to require the generational uh, strategy. Okay. Right. So just so we're clear, they're both viable strategies and I support and advocate for both of those uh, as much as I possibly can. Same. Clear as mud. Clear as mud. All right, good. (laughs) We've been talking about this article from Tyler Durden over at Zero Hedge. A study claims more kids are fat and unhealthy because of global warming. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense, right? It's hot outside. You don't go outside playing the heat. So about the article that we just did last time Mm -hmm. about stupid people not realizing that they're stupid and uh, incompetent. Incompetent, yes. whatever. Incompetent, stupid. Not incontinent. That's a whole different thing. Whole different thing. So, clear. All right. CBS Mornings covered these findings this past weekend, noting that almost one third of kids are less fit than they were a generation ago. It also notes that fewer children are engaging in physical activity for 60 minutes a day. The core argument of the study concerns heat stress assessment and claims that it's more dangerous and less fun for children to be active if it's warmer outside. That's okay. So that's nonsense. <laughs> you think? And there's there's man, there's there's a little bit to unpack there. Uh, yeah. Right? Because in 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 the current environment, mm-hmm. right? Like the vast majority of kids go to like public school. Yes. Right? And as far as I know, They've been nibbling away at the amount of recess time kids get yep. because test scores are dropping. Right. Right. So like, oh, test scores are dropping. We can't give them play time. Right. And then, but no, it's the heat. Yeah. Right. Like it's not, it's not that they're getting less at school. And then when they go home, right. And like, oh, mom needs to run an errand. So she drops, you know, the 10 year old or whatever off at the park mm-hmm. to play and get some physical activity so she can go run an errand and come back for the kid later, you get the cops called on her, Yep, and she gets arrested for child neglect. Right. Well, that's just global warming. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no! Uh, can you imagine being a kid today? I, w- I would not want to like, be a kid today. Oh my God. Like, the video games are better, but Jesus. Yeah. I mean, even when I was a kid, my parents let us play outside. You know, I'd come home for dinner. Oh, I... Yeah. I, I Nowadays, that's not a thing. We it had was... a whiteboard. Like, gone, be back later... Love yeah. you. Yeah. And the whole day. It was my preference to be gone 
from the parental units. And in fact, one of their forms of punishment was, you can't go outside today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like I was always trying to get outside because they didn't want me to go outside. So so what do they do now? Because before when you were grounded, you get locked in your room. So now do they lock you outside? Right. Yeah. You, (laughs) right. Yeah. You are like, you have to go do pushups outside. (laughs) How do you ground a kid now if they stay inside Take away their phone and their Xbox and stuff. I also hate that. Right, I remember it, like doing sports. Change the Wi-Fi. It was always, <laughs> it, you know, the penalty yeah. for doing bad in sports was like physical exercise. Oh, right. you got to drop it, give me whatever, yeah. right. or take a lap. Yeah. And I think that that also discourages discourages the enjoyment of physical activity labor because it's associated with a penalty. Yeah. Right. Well, and also nowadays everything's fat shaming and everybody has to be super inclusive and no, if you exercise you're ableist and if you do the, you know, people can't do anything anymore. So kids, it's it's seen as okay to be fat and unhealthy and not that I have anything against fat kids like right. it's Whatever, you know, like, don't tease the fat kid. That's not nice, but it's becoming too acceptable. But but this turns into... I'm pro-fat shaming. But this turns... You're right. I'm not pro-fat shaming, but, like, I'm I'm pro having an honest conversation with your friends or your family or your children, you know, if they're unhealthy. Yeah, it's not the way you look. It's the fact that you love people and you want to make sure they're healthy. I, I had a large coworker, right, and part of the conversation was, like, he understood that he was going to die younger than average, right. but he really liked macaroni and cheese. Yeah, right. So I'm like, all right, that is that I, is your choice. I, I feel him, but yeah. So you you know, <laughs> live happy, live once, live happy, be fat, whatever. Yeah, or live long. You know, not a lot of fat old people out there. Yeah. Well, and I'm a hefty dude, but like I realize, you know, what's going on. Like my metabolism slowed down once yeah. I hit middle age. And I quit you smoking. You were also making changes, and I am making changes, uh, including giving up beer. And, uh, you know, I'm doing the carb restriction and I'm in calorie restriction as well. And I'm down 30 pounds since the first of the year. So, Good job. like, you know, yeah. But, like, I realized that things were going the wrong way health wise. And I'm like, ah, okay. Get time outside to, in the heat. Time Do to some make exercise. some changes. More coming up. That's right, Daddy's home. <laughs> it is Free Talk Live. We're a live radio call-in talk show where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. We're broadcast on somewhere around a couple hundred radio stations, plus the internet, plus a bunch of video platforms, plus on some, uh, what do you call it, uh, satellite channels. Thank you. Uh, so there are many ways we're podcasts. We've got the digest version. We've got archives over at freetalklive.com. So many ways for you to enjoy the program. The telephone number here in the studio, if you want to join us, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. Grab your crayon and jot that down on the fridge. If you want to remember that, you could tattoo it on your firstborn, on their forehead or something. Or if you can't grab a crown, just put it right on the wall for everyone to see. You know, uh, That's slap what a, I did. Slap yeah. a post-it on your buddy as they're leaving your house after a couple of beers. Whatever. Whatever you got to do. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. 
What have we been talking about? Put it in a bathroom stall for a good time. Call 603. <laughs> between between I, 7 and 10 p.m. <laughs> I can't wait to do that. Oh, man, that's a great idea. Listeners, do that. <laughs> Ladies, if you're out there, you can print out these fake business cards with like our phone number on it, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. And like when some, Call un- for a good time. when some undesirable dude is hitting on you and you're like, here's my number. And then you leave and they'll end up calling us and we'll, we'll, we'll deal oh, with it for gosh. you. So many libertarian calls are about to come in. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll handle it. Don't worry. We have the skills here at Free Talk Live. <laughs> I wonder if that's like actually going to happen. If we're going to get like, you know, several calls that are, you know, from that. That'd be funny. It'll, it, it, it'll be a good test and a testament to like how devoted our listener base really is. <laughs> you have been given a task, listener. Follow through. Do you accept? We'll send that Vandalize up. those public restrooms as often as possible. Maybe that'll be a, an alternative way to like get a get a month of AMPS subscription, okay. you know, trial or something. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. I, I have no control over that. But this does sound like something we should be against, though. Defacing public property. <laughs> Why it's public property? I don't know. Defacing. I mean, just private. Altering. Private. When I, I, okay. When I was doing the band thing, <laughs> I thought it would be cool to like get a, a captured video. Uh, maybe not like with the the face, so you can recognize the guy, but like. You know, one of our fans taking the band bumper sticker, putting it on the back of a cop car. Oh, yeah. that'd be awesome. I thought that would be an outstanding piece of video. We'd put it in our music video. We'd put yeah. it online, you know. I would Hey, do look that. at this super fan. He, like, you know, he's totally dedicated to the band and blah, blah, blah. And so I put out a thing in our, like, email newsletter or whatever, and I'm like, okay, if you film yourself doing this, you will get free admission to all of our shows yeah. for the lifetime of the band. And you'd right? get we'll to officially be punk you know? rock. Yeah, and AF. also you would be, uh, how do the kids say? Based? Based, yeah. I believe that's what the, the term they use. They use now. Yeah, so no one took us up on the offer. Right. It is. I mean, yeah. I, I just said I would, but I actually wouldn't. That's, no. <laughs> lifetime of the shows after you get out of jail for yeah. vandalizing a police car. I avoid cops at all costs. I do not seek out yeah, interactions I, yeah, with I, police. But if you were a graffiti artist and you wanted to put Free Talk Live on your next mural with the phone number on there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, go yeah, for it. Go for it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. If you have one of those uh, laser projectors and want to just project it on the side of a building one night without permission from anybody, uh, film that, please, and send it to us over at uh, Mark at freetalklive.com. <laughs> <laughs> Or send a link anyway. Upload it to Odyssey first. There you go. Then then send an email to Mark at freetalklive.com or Ian at freetalklive.com. Yeah. Captain's gonna get called into the office. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I've yeah. I'm oh, getting God. all these links, Captain. Do you know anything about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was this is just totally off topic. I was cruising the Craigslist and I was looking for uh real estate. And uh there was an ad and it was like uh, uh off market offer, super reduced discount. You know, and this kind of a thing, and a, and a you know price of zero, right? And I'm like, oh, all right, I'll get suckered in. And it wasn't that at all. It was like naked pictures of a lady. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, Craigslist filters have failed here, obviously. Or the the <laughs> naked lady people have figured out a way around those. Things. Well, that's what yeah, I, I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking it's one of these like sex worker type gals who's yeah. like trying to figure out a way around the because Craigslist used to have the place you could go for that kind of thing, yep. and they took that away because the government said you can't have that. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we've been talking about this uh, article from Zero Hedge that claims more kids are fat and unhealthy because of global warming. 
Apparently, there's some sort of a study that correlates heat and, you know, kids being inside, which, okay, being inside all the time and not getting exercise, sure, it's going to make you fat. But, like, is it because of global warming or is it just because uh, parents are way too busy? Uh, they don't take an active enough role in their child's life because they got two jobs, two incomes. You can't, you can hardly, I mean, you have to try really hard to do a family on one income. You have to like make a bunch of sacrifices to make it go. And uh, frankly, for, not for a lot of people, people, yeah, not a lot of people are interested in, in making that go. They, they just go with the flow. They partake in the status quo. They don't question the paradigm that I must send my children to this place where strangers take care of them for eight hours a day while Everybody I go over here and do that. And it's free babysitting for me. So why shouldn't I do it? Plus they must get an education. Where else am I going to send them to get an educate right they don't they haven't thought all these things through and again if that's the case right then part of that education should be at least an hour's worth of outside free time exercise and activity yeah, yeah. minimum yeah yeah right? at least if an hour. this is a problem there's your there's your state solution so uh, there are some facts here today's children are 30 percent less aerobically fit than their parents were at their age a new study found Probably, yeah. I I would say I would agree with that, uh, not knowing what their research is based on, but just my casual observation of children today, I'm like, yeah, a bunch of little fat bastards running around. Well, you know what? Their parents are also fatter than they were. Yeah, they sure are. So, yeah. eh. I think that I don't know. I couldn't cite the study, but the, the army was having trouble recruiting at one point. Right. Past you. Well, everybody was too fat. Yeah. Right. People, people couldn't pass the, the physical. They had to Basically, lower the standards yeah. to get people That's in. because people, Yeah. The study points to climate change and rising temperatures adversely affecting childhood obesity as children spend less time exercising outdoors. Well, uh, are they spending any time exercising indoors? Like, no. Because gymnasiums and schools are air-conditioned, to my knowledge. If your There's school, a lot of sports that you do inside. Yeah, you know, If your school is lucky enough to have like a swimming pool, generally that's climate-controlled as well. Yeah. Um, so critics have noted... That the study uses recorded or stats recorded during the COVID lockdowns. Well, wow. Jesus. And as such, it may be skewed. You think? When no one was even allowed outside? Well, they were just allowed. not going outside because of climate change. It wasn't because they were imprisoned in their homes. And those that did were again arrested. Right? Wasn't there was a, a local activist here, right? Yeah, play for your die. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yep. Uh, explain what, what happened. Oh, she she decided that she was going to uh, go in the face of the COVID lockdown rules and take her kids to the park because kids need outdoor playtime. Uh, and, you know, was she arrested or fined, cited, yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe she, so. Yeah, she had to I go fight I think she it. was arrested, yeah. yeah. Okay. She had to go fight I don't remember it. the whole thing. but Yeah, yeah. no, that was on, on our radar for quite some time, and I think she called in a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, yeah. Well, I apologize if I got the story wrong then, but sentiment is there. No, yeah. certainly, like, Okay, now here's an example of a lady doing what seems to be the right thing for her children, except during a time before this study was done. <laughs> yeah. How do you explain that to your kids? We yeah. haven't conceptualized the overbearing yeah. nature of the state yet. Gosh, kids, sorry your mom got arrested but for, for getting you some exercise, but yeah. COVID. Well, these are like, libertarian how, kids, so I'm sure they were... 
well, they knew more than um, the but, typical. But the average kid. parent who didn't take their kids to the park and the kids yeah. like, I want to go to the park and play. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, sorry, government says you can't. Like, well, what if wa- what if you were a kid and you were used to whenever you go to the park there being a bunch of other kids, and then now you go to the park yeah. and you're the only one. Yeah, it's, it's kind of creepy. Either. Yeah, very creepy. Anyway, uh, it notes that uh, climate change will not only exert direct effects like higher ambient temperatures in many regions, but it will also be responsible for indirect effects that can independently affect child physical activity habits, for example, as observed during the COVID-19 pandemic. See if Russians and Chinese kids have this problem. Right? <laughs> right. They're the other superpowers. Their kids are getting fit. You're just sitting there fat on a tablet. Eating Cheetos. The author opines, perhaps the fact that children are becoming obese and unhealthy is more to do with the fact their parents increasingly feed them unhealthy yet more affordable food, coupled with the fact that society encourages, protects, and even celebrates unhealthy lifestyles. 80% of weight loss is diet. So do the math. 603-283-6160. Do you think kids are fat because of climate change? Give us a call. Let us know. More coming up. Fingers not on the home row keys and oh. left himself muted. I did. I, I did. It's true. And I had to do like the no, yep. you're not gonna get it. That's that's how you know it's a team when when you got each other's back. You know, he was like, oh, something's gonna happen. And I so see he, did, it from he here. did a thing and pointed, and I looked over. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. In fact, I accidentally muted the one for the phones. That's well. okay. We don't need those so, people. Uh, well, we do. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> We're a call-in radio All right, show. That's so actually like the whole point. Kinda, I yeah. can see. It's kind of our thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So if you didn't feel dumb, feel dumb now. Okay. All right. <laughs> shame. 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 <laughs> One shame point in Richie Rich's direction. <laughs> oh, no. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, this is Free Talk Live. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. I've got one credit left on my multi-pass. Oh, no. <laughs> in the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. Let's, uh, speaking of callers, yes, definitely let's go to them. Mute them. And uh, put them on. Let's start with uh, Gigi in Charleston. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, Richie Rich, Miss Sunshine. And the captain. Good evening, Gigi. Yo. Oh, only it's Miss Sunshine for a little while longer. As Charleston no longer has your show on Saturday night. It stinks. Oh, lousy. Call that program yucky, director now and, and demand boring. it be reinstated. Are you going to go? In any event. Are you going to go protest outside the. This, this evening, my reason is as a former professor of political history and constitutional law. Mm hmm. I am seeing something that alarms me and concerns me very, very much so. What it is. And I think about when the Nazis burned the books in the streets in public. Mm -hmm. Salman Rushdie, his publications were not only banned, but then his life was threatened. Uh, In many communist countries, Pasternak and Dr. Zhivago poetry was not permitted. In Egypt, 
many movies with Barbara Streisand and Omar Sharif, that gorgeous man. He should rest in peace. They were banned. And now we see in public schools in many parts of our country, the good old U.S. of A., libraries are told by local school boards to remove particular books from their shelves. Yeah, isn't it ridiculous? Is this not a violation of freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and censorship? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. It go, okay, but it also goes it's both not ways. It's alarming. It's alarming. It's alarming for more than one reason. But there there was an article that came out about someone going like, you cannot, you know, you're not supposed to have these books in the library. We got to, but the library had never carried them, right? It was like a futile protest. So, yes, it's alarming that they're being removed, but it's also a library. There's only so much room for the books. You can't carry everything. And my someone's going to make a judgment is, call. As someone, as someone, pardon me for interrupting you, sir. My question is, as someone with a legal background, and I asked my husband, who is a practicing attorney here in South Carolina, prior to my calling, we are curious, who has jurisdiction? A local school board? A state legislator? or legislature, I should say, plural, mm-hmm. in making that decision, or a principal or a PTA to say to a public school librarian, get those off the shelf. Uh, well, my answer to that uh, will always be the librarian. <laughs> like, the librarian of each individual library First of all, I don't think libraries should be state-funded. I think they should be locally funded or charitable organizations that are donated to. But the person or persons responsible for stocking whatever might happen to appear in that library should always be the librarian. Uh, what? Uh, well, yes, but they don't run the library. They don't. There's no ownership there of the library, so they take direction of the school the district. To select which books will be purchased and brought into that particular public school no i'm certain that that's all uh, governed by well government or or yeah. at least with discretion right like with the, with the I banned like the books well with the banned books right the librarian is going to be like well yeah. i think this is going to be best for these students and this audience right and they can select from any book in the world except this like short list of 10 classics you know that they're not allowed to put on there Right. Right. So there's like there's millions of books and the list is, you know, relatively short comparatively. Yeah. I think it's more important, though, for libraries to stock the banned books than any oh, other I book. I agree with yeah. that. And I am of a Jewish background, but I want to see equal billing, whether it's American Communist Party, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, ACLU publications or controversial books. In the past or present, everything should be available. Yep, I agree wholeheartedly, Gigi. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Now, the more insidious thing is the move toward ebooks, right? Because like, then I, they can be changed. The thing with a paper book is yeah. they can't go in and change it, but when it's online, you don't know. I mean, I've gone onto Wikipedia and I know for a fact that things have changed. Right. Well, at Wikipedia, you can well, see like the edit Yeah, so history. that was actually a bad example, but. So, even, what's a good example? 
No, just, well, I'm just Googling <laughs> random stuff, you know. It's, yeah, no, I The get you. definitions are literally changing, yeah. but if I look at a dictionary from the 1980s, I can pull it up and say, right. no, I can see this is evidence that this definition of, has changed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can go look at uh, encyclopedias. It, for those of you who don't know what those are, these are volumes wow. of many different books in alphabetical order where you would go and look stuff up in. This is Google it's like before Google. Wikipedia. It, kind of. Yeah, it's but a little in bit book like It's like someone printed Wikipedia yeah. out yeah. and yeah. bound it together. Yeah, it's the, the, or, the OG form of yeah. Wikipedia. But like you would have to get a new set every year, every yeah, couple of years. It, yeah. And they were expensive as hell. Yep. Just getting the leather bound. Oh, that's yeah. Like you knew you were in a classy place if they had leather-bound encyclopedias. But to the to the the dictionary definition thing, language is generally fluid. Yes, and changes over time. Yes, but there are things, for example, during the COVID nineteen mm-hmm. pandemic, they changed the definition of inoculation yeah. of yeah. of words where you're changing this word. It meant a different thing a year ago. And right. they're changing it to suit their narrative right. and to, to be able to control people. So I do get that language is fluid and that things do change. You know, we don't we don't talk like William Shakespeare anymore and, you know, things are different and definitions are always changing. Doth thine disagree that we do not talketh <laughs> like the Shakespeare? I, that's a poor, poor imitation. Yeah. But no, and, and that was pretty much my point where, yeah, language changes, but it doesn't change from like... You know, I, I looked up this thing yesterday, and today it's completely different. So in that, ways that matter. That would that there's going to be a distinction there again from like top down definitional changes, where the government declares this is no longer the definition, right? And the bottom up, which is language changes organically, how people use it, and much like the laws that were written earlier, like oh, back in the day when laws were good, right? It was to codify existing norms right and the dictionary was basically to codify existing usage of words right you know and that's okay right if the if the usage of the words changed right what word did you use earlier based yes that that wasn't a thing no it wasn't right that's it's new i call it slanguage sure but it's going to make it into a dictionary at some point if it hasn't already dictionary yeah well or the merriam-webster at some point it's very Orwellian, right? So it's like newspeak. They're they're changing the definitions of words, yes. and they're telling everyone that's using the previous definition, you're wrong, and you're not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah, right. well, and, and that I would have a problem. And as an example to that, uh, when Fukushima happened, the nuclear meltdown, uh, they changed the, not the definition, but they changed the numerical value of a safe level of radiation yeah. for human beings. Yeah. Just like, oh crap! This big, big thing happened. We better go yeah. ahead and pump up. As the it turns out, you level. could have more radiation than we thought. Yeah, we just decided like today that it's okay. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. What words definitions have changed in your lifetime, and how has it affected you? More free talk live is coming up. Yes, we are back. Thank you for announcing it so eloquently, Richie Rich. 
short, sweet, and to the point. You are listening to Free Talk Live. We're a live radio call-in program where you can call, talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. And Nikki. And Rich Rich. It's the first, I think that's the first time you did the full long name. Today, yeah. 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 It tripped me up a little bit, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I'm still trying to keep it fresh, switch okay. it up. Yeah. You know, don't always do it during the first segment of the All first right. hour. Like, wait until, you know, the second segment of the third hour. All right. You know, that kind of a thing, right? You know, I, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. 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 What else? Like, like yeah. is it based? I don't Just know. trying like, to keep it real, yo. Uh, what makes something? Fresh. What makes something based, anyway? Um, if people agree with it, basically, what, like, oh, that's based, like, you say Is something I like, and it, pretty much, like, like, th- Captain's wanna... like, I believe in peace and freedom, and I'm like, yo, Captain's based. I don't know if Whoa. I would, eh, we might have a disagreement on that. Well, let's, urban, I'm gonna, you know, okay, you we'll check settle the, this. You check the urban yeah, let's, let's have you do the research. To, to me, it's like a, a, talk to the producers. It's an inconvenient truth, right? It's like when someone says something that's known to be true, but you don't really express. Then it's based? That's how I would read mm, it, too. Interesting, interesting. While we're getting uh, some clarity on the language, particularly for the word based, let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, hey, Sarah, congratulations on earning yeah. your pedestrian certificate, by the way. I, w- I was going to say that as well, oh, but I have to yeah. look over to see what it was called. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We, oh, have, it, yeah. we have it hanging here in I the studio. Like, you know how people brag about they climbed the Mount Everest? Yep. I survived Albuquerque 23 years or 22 years, and I never got hit by a car, not once. Not, not even once. I, I didn't even have, uh, not even <laughs> once, and then I didn't even get my feet broken or nothing. I mean, that's incredible. I would say with something so. that impressive, you should put it on a bumper sticker, but since you don't drive, just have it printed on the back of yoga pants. Yeah, I'm really proud of myself. I never got hit by a car at all. I bet you are. Lifetime. What were you calling in and, today for? Uh, never been hit by a car. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> but um, oh. so um, you, know, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm really looking forward to our brand new uh, gateway center for the homeless shelter. Are you planning on being uh, homeless soon? Well, if I, I am. Mean, it's going to be in California. For those free things. night in a hotel. I mean. I don't, they, you know, I don't know, the, Sarah, like some of these homeless places are, I mean, they're pretty spiffy. They're like right. compared to like, you know, slums and, you know, cheap rentals. Some of these homeless shelters have well, I mean, you know, all you the things. What? Those are nice things. in Boston, not in New Mexico, Albuquerque. They're so afraid that if they have it too nice, yeah. we're going to get homeless from like five states coming over here. Someone so should tell California that. that. Well, you know what we did when we had when people came with um, positive for COVID, they did get hotel vouchers. They did uh, from the West Side Shelter, but the one they got now is uh, a former jail. And uh, you can follow up with it. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! They're, they've turned a jail into a homeless shelter. Yes, a 15 miles out of town. Also, so it cost them like a million. I mean, that doesn't sound all that unreasonable. No, but like the irony is just thick here. Like, okay, because folks have been like, like there are people 
in the past that have been like, why don't we just put all the homeless people in jail? <laughs> well, and, well, they didn't well, commit any really? crimes. And there are homeless people that will commit petty crimes in yep. order to get arrested. To stay in jail. To yeah. stay That's in jail. true. Yeah. Well, in fact, I met a girl who's like, hey, I used to stay here when it was a jail. Now I'm staying here when now it's a homeless shelter. It was yeah. the same girl. So I remember this. Home sweet home. Um, three hots in a cot either yeah. way. Find Free Talk Live's number carved into the and wall of your cell. No washing machine, no kitchen, no ways to serve hot food. And then they, you can't wash out a pair of socks. Sounds like a dorm room. And then they want to test you for, uh, they want you to get tested for COVID and testing your uh, temperature when you get in. And they throw you out um, if you wash your clothes, like wash you out a T-shirt. You got to hide it, you know, and dry it. <laughs> can't, be homeless, I mean, hey. can't be homeless unless you're stinky and haven't showered. So entitled when it comes to this free service, quote unquote. Well, free to them. So what is the point of not being able to wash their clothes? Is it just because the water usage, or do you know why? Well, you, you see, New Mexico takes a certain pride in the quality of homeless persons that they, you know, they must meet these stringent requirements. Stinky, right? Smelly, unshaven. No, it was a formal jail, so that it has no washer and dryer hookups. Okay. So then they don't want everybody to be washing their clothes and there's not enough sink in buckets and they don't have any dryers. So they don't want you to even not even wash an underwear. You hope that they don't catch it when you dry it under your head. And it's terrible. And then the next thing you know, there's a feral kid comes out of nowhere and a guy in a gyrocopter and it's Mad Max all over again. So uh, this Gateway Center used to be a formal hospital. So it has washing machines and has a full kitchen and you know i'm so happy that well the women are going to be the first one the first 50 to get bed and then these are just little sections of beds with no, no women on top everybody gets their little cubicle from the pictures that i've seen the ones that got, we got now is the jail bed you could roll off and break your back or break your neck or or your head or whatever when you uh, fall I'm pretty sure any story of that is abuse sleep. by the guards. Yeah, why why not just have them sleep on the floor? The floor is your friend. They can't fall off the floor. Well, the bottom, but I, I have done that. And if if the if they girls just want to trample on you, walk all over you, can't you? That happens too. I mean, so they don't have enough. It's a jail. Yeah, so ladies sure have trampled all over me a time or two. Well, I mean, I I did, but there's not enough room. So you you don't want to climb that they put the bunk on the bottom but then you you have to you know have that girl that's on the bottom bunk and they step all over you or kick you whatever they want and yeah i prefer them on top so but this is the mess that they call but you know what i i went to homeless meetings and you know what the fear is the fear thing that the 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 people from is like they're gonna have it too good. We're gonna be. We got enough homeless people from the whole entire yes. state coming over here. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna have ten times coming from Colorado, Arizona. Sure. that's a legitimate concern. If you build it, they will come. And yeah. thanks for the call, Sarah. We appreciate. I, I mentioned you. the California thing a number of times, right? Did you guys talked about it a little bit? The putting them up in hotels. Oh yeah, yeah. We talked about it yeah. uh, last night. Last night. So well, yeah. now we're sending our homeless people to California. So what do you, so what do you think is gonna happen if homeless people are like getting put up in hotels? Are they going yeah. to want to leave those hotels? Nope. Nope. Are they going to attract more homeless people yep. who were previously sleeping on the floor of a jail? Or even worse, pedestrians. Or worse, pedestrians <laughs> to go have, to, to get a night in a California hotel? I mean, come on. 
Yeah. Is, I, is, it, is the term moral hazard? Does that, does that apply? Like, if you would just allow people to, oh, I don't know, like have tiny homes and allow charities to build tiny they homes. They break the tiny homes down. I know, but I'm just saying if, like, you know, government would get the heck out of the way, the problem already has solutions that work just fine. They break the tiny homes down and then put them in hotels. 603-283-6160. How would you handle the homelessness in your city? Oh my gosh, are we based? Based is like a turkey, baby. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, I took it to a whole new level. Whoa. I mean, with your profession, who knows? And if you're really good at it, you're a master baster. Yeah. Whoa. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Rich Rich. We'll get back to your calls and thoughts momentarily. First, I have to tell actually, before I tell you that, I have to say thank you to somebody a person hopefully or oh it's garbage man garbage man sorry not garbage man spelled garbage man garbage man is a silver level amplifier and that means he gives uh 10 bucks to help advertise market promote and support free talk live he's part of the amps program over at amps.freetalklive.com if you enjoy the program enjoy the hosts the co-hosts the topics, the content, uh, the perspective of peace, freedom, liberty, and prosperity that we bring, please consider supporting us over at amps.freetalklive.com. You do get some some perks, some things for your contribution uh, as our way of saying thank you, but that's not why you should contribute. You should contribute because you find value in what we do, and you want to help get this program on more radio stations and more platforms around the world to help us spread the message of freedom. So thank you, Carbage Man, for your contribution. We appreciate you. And when they take us off in certain areas, you protest outside of that yeah, you program better. director's office with signs and yeah. bullhorns or whatever. I don't know what protesters do. Yeah. Throw bricks. Don't no, do that. Don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's what protesters do sometimes. Gigi's and, out there in Virginia but, chucking bricks. Nah. If you're, if Gigi would never do that. And if you're going to throw a good. brick, make sure you put a phone number on it. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you don't do any of that. <laughs> Want to find out who threw just this write, brick? <laughs> just write a very nice letter to the program director. You don't have to do anything mean or violent or disruptive. Writing nice letters to program directors, totally based. I love Free Talk Live. Please <laughs> so be based. Before, before we get back to the calls, uh, during the last segment, we had our crack team yeah. of Free Talk Live researchers all at the same time simultaneously get on this important research to find yep. out the origin and definition and, more importantly, proper usage of this new terminology that the kids are using because I'm old enough to be their dad. Uh. <laughs> and I will say this before we get to the definition: yep. it is our job as the elder statement statesman to misuse it, to misuse it and overuse it as much as possible. Absolutely. That sounds that sounds based AF. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the term "based." W- w- tell us about it, Nikki. Sure, it's a word used when you agree with something or when you want to recognize someone for being themselves, i.e., courageous and unique, or not caring what others think. 
especially common in online political slang. It's the opposite of cringe, sometimes the opposite of based. Oh, so cringe is the opposite of based. Okay. Uh, and if you're wondering who coined this term, I am. It was a rapper named Little B, and the word originally took off in the meta ironic website 4chan with the latter meaning. Of course it did. I want to hear of the lyric where he made that up. Like, what's also, the, what's the bar? Also, does the little B stand for based? It does oh, now. Oh, now it does. Yeah. Is he is he just a little based? Little B. Brandon McCartney realized that hip-hop today has more haters than there are people who praise what they actually like. I don't know about that. So he hit the mall, swagged himself up, <laughs> and went to work writing hilarious, self-conceited raps. From behind the counter at Banana Republic. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Urban Dictionary. I'm learning so much right now. That is totally based. Yeah. There you go. So, all right, well. Uh, let's go to your f- calls and thoughts. We have Maverick calling from Ma, which is ironically the first two words of Maverick. Maverick, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Oh, are you? Uh, we cannot hear you yeah, very well. I don't know if you're on a headset or something, um, or on speakerphone, perhaps. I'm not sure. Is that better? Oh, That's much, much better. better. Yes. What's on your mind, Maverick? Um. At one point in my life, I actually was homeless in Manchester, New Hampshire. Okay. And I noticed that quite a vast majority of the homeless in Manchester, anyway, have just given up. What do you mean? Like, uh, they would rather just live in tents and drink in the parks. Then you mean, um, like, they'd rather do that instead of try to get a job and better their lives enter the corporate world bow down yeah. to the man yeah that's exactly what i'm saying do you think that's there's exactly. a reason for that um no actually, yes yes uh, i'm trying to put the thought of it um well share your story then because you obviously said you were formerly yeah and then but you now yeah. you're not so why didn't what, why yeah. didn't you give up Maverick? Just because I knew that there was a future better than uh, living in tent or staying at the homeless shelter in Manchester. Okay. So you kept your eyes on the prize. Yeah. Yes. So well, good you, for you. Are you suggesting that some of these other homeless people who have maybe given up need some motivation to get their eye back on the prize? Yes. Okay. And how would we as a community do that then without relying on the state? To function in that role, maybe even uh, if mm-hmm. there were uh, business owners that would offer them jobs for menial labor. Yeah, I mean, sure. Well, like we've talked about eliminating the minimum wage uh, repeatedly here on Free Talk Live, that uh, it makes no sense to have a government-mandated minimum wage. Uh, the minim- well, well, all, all minimum wage does is increase inflation. Mm, I don't know if it increases inflation, but it certainly gives uh, an artificial floor to what might otherwise be a voluntary agreement. Yeah. So you either get nothing or you get $15 an hour. There's no in between. Right. And right now, I think they they just raised the federal going into effect shortly, soon. Oh, good times. What was it before? Like $7? $7.25. Yeah. 
But but New Hampshire well, doesn't have a state well, minimum wage. So the so federal was the floor. Yeah. But now that's going to default higher because yeah. the federal one is going up, which means these, you know, homeless people struggling who can perform menial label labor for menial pay are going to even more be priced out of that market. Right. I because mean, there's nothing for them. If I were to hire anyone, and I, I do agree that there shouldn't be a minimum wage, but if I were to hire anyone to do anything, even if it was a child, I would probably pay them more than $8 an hour nowadays. Okay. So, but but I do agree that there shouldn't be. Maverick? Uh, the whole thing about uh, minimum wage in, uh, increasing inflation is Say you go to a uh, fast food restaurant, for example, mm-hmm. and now they have to pay all their workers fifteen, twenty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. That gets passed on to the consumer. By yeah, price. I think the the difficulty we have with that is on Free Talk Live and in libertarian circles, we commonly define inflation as an increase in the money supply, yeah. and weight raising the minimum wage doesn't necessarily increase the money supply. But it is definitely a contributing factor to rising consumer prices. Yeah, it, it be not inflation. I speak of not exactly monetary inflation, but more of uh, rising consumer prices. Right. Yeah. Hey, thanks yeah. for the call, Maverick. We appreciate you. Um, definitely, he has some points there, and it does contribute to the rise in prices. Definitely, my arguments to folks who say, "Oh, minimum wage, raise that. It's a good thing. It'll help people." Is like, okay. If that's true, then how come there isn't a corresponding maximum wage? They probably want that, too. There are people who call it for it. Yeah. Uh, right? I, they, I've never heard anybody call for maximum wage. Really? I, I yeah. have no, like, they, a lot of like, yeah. democratic the socialists and stuff, Particularly yeah. the politicians, because they don't want to get paid well, of less. They well, don't. the politicians yeah, don't, of course but they don't. poor lefties do, because yeah. those rich billionaires make too much. Tax the rich. 603-283-6160. Do you support a maximum wage? No. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Final segment of the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. Are you having technicalties, Nikki? I'm getting tangled in this wire. You're entangled with the uh, conversation of the evening? Yep. Okay. Sure. We'll then her hair that. touched her arm and she thought it was a bug. Ah! I'm, I'm glad that you guys... Yeah, I know you are too. Look I'm glad that. that you guys sort of know the, uh, the, the thing of the headphones. Like, a lot of people don't know this, and it's like... If your headphones ever have just one cable instead of one cable hanging out of both ears, just one cable hanging out of one ear, uh, that ear is supposed to be the left, generally speaking. That's industry standard. Oh. I always look at headphones. the the L and the R. Right. Not all headphones have the L and the R. Yeah. So it's you know good knowledge for you to know. That it's important because what if you're listening to the Beatles? Yeah, and you only get like one side or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it'd be weird. One other thing I learned is with my old boombox is I could plug the headphones into the microphone jack and the left became the microphone. Fun fact. Whoa. Fun fact. A microphone and a speaker are 
identical in performance. That is, as you discovered, a microphone or a speaker can be a microphone and a microphone can also be a speaker. Yep. What? They You're do the same. Yeah, they do the same exact things. It's just one transduces it from voice, like for in our example, uh, and then it comes out elsewhere in, a, in the form of a speaker. But if you tear apart a microphone, you'll see that there's a little driver in there and it's got a little cone and, you know, so microphones and speakers are fundamentally the exact same as far as physics is concerned. They perform the same function, function just in reverse. Huh. So, yeah, I learned that uh, one of the fun things I learned in music tech. That does uh, kind of make sense because when I plug my hookup for my headphones into my laptop, it yeah. goes into the audio jack in... If I'm using that, I can't hear because my computer gets confused because it's like, I thought you plugged in headphones, so you're listening to it elsewhere. And I'm like, no, that's a microphone. Right. And we even did an experiment uh, at the school where we were able to uh, use a speaker and talk into it and poorly hear audio come out of a microphone. So we were able to reverse uh, the, that's cool the, you know the the scenario well, and the more you hear know. it be done so. reverse the polarity mm. it's, we confused the polarity yeah. but you know whatever it's fine learning on free talk live yes but um, the right the right side never turned into a microphone just the left there's a reason for that and i can't remember what it is but probably uh, where the pins it's are just, it's yeah. just the way it's wired because the the audio is coming in through the wire and so the sound is passing through the left speaker first and over to the right and so it can't come back because of yeah, anyway whatever I need to tell you that you can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 15th through the 18th of 2023, this year. Well, no, next year. Yes, 2023. Next year, right? What What's, year is it? I mean... 22. Is it it's, February? It's next year, but it's going to be like within the, the year. The, the, uh, yeah. Is it February? Right now? Right now? Yeah. No, it's August. Oh, August. Anyway, you can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, libertarians from June 15th through the 18th for the 7th Annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2022. So for 2023, we're going back to where it all started, the weekend before ForkFest. So it'll be the, the pre-funk, if you will. ForkFest is decentralized, and that means there's no ticket cost, no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 15th through the 18th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. And again, find links to those over at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there, ForkFest.Party. Uh, for those of you who are you know, in my age and culture range, uh, the bit that I did there about February and August, and uh, that's a, a riff off of uh, the movie Half-Baked. Uh, oh, I've seen that movie. Where Stephen Wright, I... the guy on the couch, when he finally wakes up and he yeah. goes to take a leak or whatever, and they're talking to him, and he's like, what day is it? And they're like, it's Tuesday, man. He's like, is it February? No, man, it's August. And he goes, oh, August. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> nice. I, I missed that. If you have to explain it. It wasn't funny. Sorry. Let's go to your Still calls and money. thoughts. We have Jack calling from Ocean Shores, Washington. Jack, you are on Free Talk Live. Jack? Maybe. Oh, Jack, are you there? There you are. Can you hear me? Hey, I got yeah. you now. Just a technicality. S- somebody... yeah, the guy on the couch and half-baked was the guy. That's what they called him. Stephen Wright is the name of the... He's a comedian. Uh, he's the king, yeah. of, the king of deadpan comedy. Yes. So he would do things like, I bought some instant water the other day. 
and I can't figure out what to add. Oh, that's funny. That was his whole delivery. Like he would just do things like that. There was no emotion. Yeah, pretty, pretty. No, good. I was. I, yeah, I was calling though. Um, yeah, I like that character. But uh, so is the government paying these private companies that own the hotels to? house the homeless? They must be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are already, and what's happening, at least in California, we talked about this last night, and so I'm reciting from memory, so if my information's not exactly accurate, forgive me, but during COVID, uh, the government was like, oh, we got to put these homeless people somewhere, and so they took over like hotels and stuff, and like, okay, we'll put the homeless. That, that quote, program, unquote, is ending. And these government people don't want to be seen as, oh, we've kicked the homeless out. And so now they're devising this new program uh, whereby these hotels will be forced to rent uh, any of their vacant rooms to homeless people uh, on what seems like a nightly basis, I'm guessing. Sorry, we're full occupancy. Yeah, at at whatever the government decides is the current market oh, rate. That's terrible. And you know what? I, I didn't think about this earlier, but that makes sense because when I was in California, we got a hotel and some of the Yelp reviews were like, there are homeless people living in here. And I'm thinking, well, if you live in a hotel, you're technically not homeless. But if the government is putting you up in the hotel, you kind of still are. Well, then it's just government housing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That sounds like the the slippery slope to socialism, where the oh, cabal is definitely shrinking, like boiling, boiling the frog. Oh, okay, now we'll pay the fair rate. You know, thirty dollars a night. But they set the fair rate, right? Yeah. Which, yeah. if you're not and occupied, all, right, anything above cost, right, is yeah. But, exactly. But then the people that clean the room, yeah, prepare food. The damage uh, that well, gets done because yeah. they don't care. Everyone and, else is hurt. And there were a lot of, I mean, the hotel I was just talking about, there were a lot of negative reviews. Fancy people tech usually don't want to be around homeless people, you know? If Fancy they, if, people. Well, if they think they're better than homeless people, you know, they're, they were yeah. writing bad yeah. reviews about it, you yeah. know? Middle, upper, upper class. It's, yeah. You know, first go the poor, I've just never referred to fancy, fancy people. Class. Well, they, you know, they put their pinkies up. It's a dog whistle. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of middle class put their pinkies up, you know, especially yeah, with the T. So, okay, if there, if if all the hotels are required to do that, though, like I get the negative review aspect, but where are those fancy people going to go in California I to don't find think, a hotel that doesn't have homeless people? If it's I don't a think the mandate? hotels at Pebble Beach are putting homeless people up. In okay. the, you know, like five hundred dollar a night hotels. I don't think there's yeah. homeless people in those hotels. You know. My so eighty dollar a night hotel, yeah, that for sure had homeless people. Yeah, in your it. Econo Lodge or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. But why are fancy people booking Econo Lodge then? Jesus. Well, they just maybe the, fancy is, is the fancy wrong word. Person? They're just you know. Okay. Go, go ahead, Jack. What is a fancy person? Yeah, some some of us are fancy sometimes, not fancy other times. What if a you homeless know? person is just eccentric? Are they fancy? They could be fancy. Yes. If it's their first day of homelessness and the suit still fits right, still nicely pressed. (laughs) Anything else, Jack? Um, Just Gigi. Um, I like her a lot. Yep. And I'm not being a jerk, but like, I every time she calls, she tells us she's Jewish. I'm Jewish. Um, I'm gay. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. I've only I've only brought it up one time. Never brought up. Not twice. (laughs) No. Or this is the one time. Did I do it twice though? This call? Anyway, no, 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 no. Just 
I love Gigi, but I don't care if she's a Jew or a Muslim or whatever, man. Yeah, that's it. Okay, we appreciate the call, Jack. Thanks, and have a good night. I think her mentioning Uh, that she was Jewish tonight did have a point. It's relevant. It wasn't random. Yeah, it was relevant. It's relevant when you're talking about, you know, oppression of people and slippery, slippery slopes into Nazism, right? Someone who may have family that experienced that firsthand. I mean, we talk about how we're libertarians all night, pretty much. So, yeah. I, I just really, I don't like the word libertarian. I really don't. Just go with anarchist. Whatever, I, anarchist. I, I like anarchist. But I, I also like voluntarist or voluntarist. Wear it with pride. Um, I've got the voluntarist logo tattooed, and I've got the anarchist logo tattooed. Yeah, yeah. they both fit. Well, sadly, we are out of time. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Richie Rich, for joining me tonight. Thank you to all our callers and listeners. We do this for you and because of you. If you missed any part of the show, go over to freetalklive.com, visit the archives. Thanks and peace. Mark Edge here at Freedom Fest for Free Talk Live. I've got, well, everybody's allowed to have their heroes and... I've got Carla Howell. Carla, you've been with the sort of Libertarian Party and in Libertarian politics the entire time that I've been paying attention. And I used to get your newsletter some years ago. You were living in Massachusetts, not too far from New Hampshire. And I'm a big fan, i got to say. And you're here promoting a, a new project, which is some music videos. Yes, I have written and recorded a bunch of Libertarian-themed songs. There's more being released at my website, CarlaHowell.com. I've got six out so far, and three of them have official music videos, one of which was selected for the Anthem Film Festival here at Freedom Fest. So I was honored to have that air screened here. So the songs and videos were designed to help move us in a, dire- in a libertarian direction. Most of them are aimed at reaching non-libertarians, people who are at least open to our message, and move them in a, in a libertarian direction. So, for example, Good Folks is the video music video that's screened here to this week. And it's pro-gun. It's basically it's about self-defense. I actually went through a big transformation. I didn't used to be pro-gun. I was very apolitical and just sort of vaguely latched on to the idea I was hearing in the media that people don't really need guns. And until I discovered libertarianism in the 90s and libertarians started to change my mind, so I went through a transformation, and that, that song, the song is a reflection of that. It's about the very serious matter that, you know, unlike people like me who grew up in the suburbs, a lot of people, actually, and people who do live in the suburbs, actually can be confronted with a possibility of a violent criminal entering their home or accosting them on the street. This wasn't in my life, this, but it happens. I wasn't aware how much it happens, and... It's to wake up the people who are, like I was, are just not aware that you really even need self-defense in America. I mean, the police take care of that, right? So that's kind of where I was. And I want to appeal to the people who are like I was, who don't understand guns, who just reflexively buy whatever's in the media about it, who, who buy into this demonization of gun owners as bad people or weirdos or whatever... And, and help them see that that's just not reality at all. Yeah, I had a conversation with a friend, um, not a libertarian friend, just a, a friend friend. And he asked me, well, why do people need 
AR-15s. Now, we're not talking about a pistol. We're not talking about putting something you put in your glove box to keep you safe in your car um, or something that's by the bedside or in a you know fingerprint safe by the bedside or whatever the situation is. Talking about an AR-15. Why would somebody need that? And, you know, the answer I gave him is, is that, look, I don't think most people are going to need an AR in their life to defend themselves against, uh, you know, some kind of mob. But some people will, and I don't know which ones will. I know that the rooftop Koreans in the Rodney King riots needed ARs. I know that you know innocent black families needed ARs during the Ro- uh, the Rosewood uh, uprisings. I know that there were uh, plenty of instances throughout American history where somebody would have been better off if they had an AR than if they didn't. And to say that they shouldn't have it is to sentence them to a violent and painful death and to their, you know, even worse for the females in their families in, in many cases. I mean, honestly, to say that they shouldn't have this weapon to defend themselves, I don't know why they call it an assault rifle, the defense rifle, um, you know, they have this weapon to defend themselves and them fa- their families is, it's a violent act against them. You said that beautifully. I mean, it took me a while to understand that understand that AR-15s are more accurate than pistols and um, you know there's there's different advantages to different kinds of guns but of course the reflex shouldn't be let's outlaw something because I don't understand it I mean if, if you come at it from that point of view well maybe someone's going to suggest that we outlaw meat that you eat or something else that you care about uh, just because they don't understand it or they disagree with you and think it's wrong so the default should always be freedom, and there has to be an incredibly damn good reason to take someone's rights away. And there are reasons to have an AR-15 or any other weapon that defends you and your family and your community. So tell me about the song. Tell me about how people can find it. Um, we're going to play it here after the interview uh, for the podcast listeners, so um, I'm, I'm excited. Let me tell me about it. Okay, you can go to CarlaHowell.com. And listen to it there. The YouTube video is embedded there. You can go straight to YouTube. Look up Carla Howell, good folks. You can go to Rumble, do the same. You'll you'll hear the audio coming up right after this interview. And the video is a little more comprehensive and, of course, has a lot of visuals and I think is very high impact. So I encourage you to check that out, too. Above all, please share it with people who don't really understand the need to self-defense that's who really needs to hear this because it's a very serious matter yeah put it on your social media i will give the highest recommendation to carla howell's pedigree in the libertarian movement and i recommend you go see this video i haven't seen it and i haven't heard it yet but i'm going to go thank you carla thank you very much